Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm eating this Kit Kat because the information I'm about to share with you is outrageous. And I had to get something to, I don't know. But You know how you just pick up something because you're nervous and you're excited at the same time? I just happened to pick up a Kit Kat and that's where we're going with this. Okay, look, I just got off the phone with my homegirl. I don't even know if she want me to go ahead and tell you about it, but I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Listen, I had one of the most profound conversations I could ever possibly have all day. And you know that when I get a, a little situation, a conversation going, and I get that light bulb, I get super excited, and you know I run to the phone and call you. So I was having this very in-depth conversation about past relationships with one of my closest homegirls ever. Um, she lives, lives in North Carolina now, but you know, we're from New York. Yep. Um, and we were just talking about the past relationships. So she was telling me about her past relationships because we kind of stumbled upon the topic of why do people stay in relationships that are unhealthy, right? So we were talking about she went ahead and was being very unveiled about her past and all of those things. And she was saying some things to me that I was just like, oh, we need to dig a little further. You know, she said, um, She's just never been the person that understood why people stayed because she was like, listen, I'm not I'm not going to fight you to keep me. You said you're going to do something and you don't go ahead and follow through with it. Then listen, dog, you already made your your notion is clear with me. I get it. The verdict is clear. I get it. Guilty. So at this point, why would I even fight any further when it's a clear translation and not only what you're saying, but what you're doing? And I was like, hmm, I said, you know what? I think people stay in situations or they stay in these um, ideologies of relationships because they either learned it somewhere or they just along the way just decided this is normal and this is okay. And I told her I never understood why people thought they were going to get closure from the very person that stabbed them. Not saying that I've never done it. And she admitted too. She was like, yeah, <laughs> that's always been a, a trickster for me also. So then I got to thinking. I said, you know, just thinking about this whole thing with love. I was like, where did we learn this worldly notion of love? Like, where did we learn that from? Because what she said to me was the most profound thing anyone has ever said. She said, I'm not comfortable with the word love because of the way that the world uses it. I'm not comfortable with the word love because of the way that the world displays it. And I was just like, you know what? I think I have an idea. Because I've always, she calls herself emotionally constipated, right? Meaning that she's not one to just be like, oh, I met this guy. And it takes her a long time to warm up. Like she's literally, um, you know, slow cook oven with it. It's You're not going to get no microwave responses with her, not in her emotional realm because she has some guards up, you know, rightfully so. And that's just not her personality. It's not how she's built, right? So in speaking to her, I was like, you know what? I don't even think it's the fact that some people are afraid of love. I think that it's just a lack of understanding of what love truly is and a fear that they will be a victim to someone else's rendition of love. And so when I got that epiphany, I said, you know what? We need to just have a conversation on love. 
Because I honestly think that the very aspect to what God created, the very aspect to who God is, right? The Bible says God is love. And yes, we're going to go ahead and talk about God because there's no absolute way on all the blue and green earth that I'm going to discuss love without discussing he who is love. So you're going to have to just flow with me on this one. But I hate the fact that the very thing that God made so beautiful, the very thing that God said that he is that we went ahead and we just made it just this loosely thrown around four letter word that looks good on some hallmark cards and looks good in some tech messages and is a band-aid to certain um, irresponsible behaviors right my thing is this I feel like we are becoming very very hesitant to relationships dating the ideal of marriage family and all that because we don't really trust love anymore at this point in our lives we've all been through some stuff seen some stuff been you know the shoulder that someone cried on because of the stuff that they experienced and let's just be frank it's almost like the scary movie that you like now nah, i don't really want to pay for that ticket i'll wait till it comes out on the bootleg yeah, I'm good. And that's if I decide to go ahead and get it on the bootleg. But when you look at it, it's like we put a time frame on love. Like, let's just go through all the different things that we kind of, and I just want to think out loud because this is just still fresh. Like, I literally just got off the phone with her. The idea of love is if someone came up to you and was talking to you, got your number, you two were getting to know each other, and then within four days, they was like, I think I love you. You would be like, <laughs> Looney Tunes, we're tiny, we're toony, we're around little. You're like, yeah, bruh, ma'am, sir, lose every number. You're going to the blockity block block. Yeah, you're going to the block party <laughs> on my cell phone list. You're going to the block list. I, I, I don't deal with crazy well. I'm sorry. But let it be that you're in a relationship for a year or two and no one has said it. It's like, hello, what's, what's the hold up? You okay? Is, is everything okay at home? Like, what? peeking through their window like hello you there because I don't okay we have a problem do we need to go to counseling early because I don't even understand so love has a time frame in our minds like let's just all be real if somebody came up to you met a dude on Friday and on Sunday they was like you're gonna be our, my bridesmaid because guess what I get married you would be like huh I'm sorry bro I want to be so happy for you but I'm looking in your eyes and I actually think you may be serious Oh, you real? Oh, you serious, serious? Oh, Vegas. <laughs> the dude that you met 24 hours ago? Oh. oh, oh, not 24, 48 hours ago. Wow. Okay. So we already, there is a norm or an expectation on we feel that love is a time frame. Another thing that's an issue is we feel like love has a certain look. So if somebody is doing something and it doesn't translate to the way that you understand love, you're like, no, there's no way that that's love. I was just listening to um, a sermon with Joyce Meyer and she said that her, her love language, you know, I'm, I'm such a fan. Her love language is gifts. And she said that her husband does not do gifts well at all. And she gave an example that at the time of that particular sermon, her and her husband were married for 49 years. 
And so she has some women around her doing what we do normally. You know, it was the, so what do you guys got planned? And oh, because for this particular anniversary, they were in two, two separate states. I think she traveled or what have you. And then he was going to meet her there. So actually he was in Florida already. And she was going to meet him there because she had some business things she had to take care of. So the people around her was like, oh, I just know he's going to have something great planned for you when you get down there and, you know, just hyping it up. And she was like, you know, he didn't do anything for the 45th anniversary. He didn't do anything for the 48th. But this 49th, I don't know. And what I was hearing was people were amping her up, got her expectations high. And so she went and called him because she was like, okay, I don't think he's going to have anything planned. But let me let me at least see if he'll say something for the day. So when he didn't call and he didn't say anything, she said that she was going to call him and see if he got around to it. They were having a normal conversation. Then she got to the point that she was like, sir, happy anniversary to you too. And his verbiage to her was, oh, is, was that, is that today? And she said she lost it. <laughs> like low key just read him his rights, right? Because it was like to her, that's not love. No, 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 you don't, you, okay, gifts is not your thing, but Brahma needs you to acknowledge on some sort. And she was like, you know, I don't know why the 49 did something to me, but it just did. Love looks very much like you go, and this is still worldly bound, you go above and beyond for the person that you love. Like you may not answer the phone for your friend. You may not answer the phone for that particular family member, but for the person that you're in a relationship with, the person that you love, oh, over and beyond. But it needs to translate to the person as, wow, you are really going above and beyond. And if for some reason that equates to, wow, you really love me. So in the worldly sense, love looks like you prioritize. Love also looks a lot like we plan things together. Um, and I'm just still in this whole new dating realm thing that I'm learning from talking to different people. I'm like, what? It looks a lot like um, I test drive you. Mm-hmm, we're going to go there. I test drive you, on, you know, the little vertical, horizontal memory foam game. You know, I'm trying to... Trying to keep it Christian-y, PG, okay, great. Um, I want to test drive in your body. I want to test drive your money. I want to test drive and come to your house. Um, I want to play house. I want to spend a night. I want to block. And so love just looks like give me the illusion of what we could be without no one really establishing what it is. So we can play wife, and I'm not even fiance. We can play girlfriend, but I know it's a situationship. And in the back of your mind, you like, I love him. <laughs> you will have kids by someone to the point that you, how many kids in are you at this point? Because, and even if it's not really broken down to the elemental P, that should be the translation of, bruh, I love you. I had your kid for some people, right? But we have it totally twisted. We have it so twisted that people are afraid to get in relationships now. We have a soul twisted that people feel like the only way to have good emotional and mental health is to physically, you know, just put up barriers and all types of guards and walls to different people because the opposite sex is just looking like, no, it's a earth sentence if I get involved with someone because I don't have the game. I don't have the mind power to be playing these games that y'all be playing. I don't want to try to figure out, you know, why you ghosting me? How come you're not talking like you used to? Why is it that we went from talking every night to now you texting? 
to me here and there. Like women notice when something is off and men know what game that they're playing. They just will play it for as long as you allow them to. And so I wanted us together as a family to go through what love actually is. I am so disgusted that once again, the enemy was able to take something that God meant for your good and make you fearful of it or have a disdain toward it because the earth messed it up once again. Good job, humans. You keep messing stuff up. It's out of God's design. That was not his original design for us to be guarded toward one another. The cross is a symbolic symbol that shows we are to have a relationship from God, from in heaven to us and from us to other people. So that's where you get the vertical. That's where you get the horizontal. We are not establishing what we need to establish. And that's why I believe There is a heightened sense of depression. There's a heightened sense of suicide. There's a heightened sense of all these different things that are mental attacks because we are walking around empty. We don't feel like no one has our back. We don't feel like we have two people in our corner. We don't feel like that we can trust people's words. We don't, we feel alone and and it's 7 billion freaking people on earth. Why is it that anyone will feel alone? Because we have not truly exercised what love looks like. You don't have to be in a relationship with someone to express love. You can actually donate to a good cause, do all these different volunteer things. There are so many ways that you can translate love. Love is not just limited to just relationship. My gosh, you should know that. People have said, I love my car. Oh, I just love these pair of sneakers. Oh, I just love. We throw that word around so freak, so freely that it's like, do you really even know the power behind that? Like God is love. And I'm sorry that I'm talking so sharply and it's necessary because, again, I don't want the enemy robbing people of what God has for them. That's the number one way to get my deodorant to start spoiling. Yeah, because I get sweaty and I get upset. So you know the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to just jump straight to it because I just feel like, listen, let's just get into it. 1 Corinthians 13, starting at chapter 4. Let's break this down to the elemental P, sis, sir, ma'am. Now I rolled my eyes and I apologize. It's not toward you, but I'm just, I'm over it. Like we need to fight back and steal back the things that the enemy is stealing from the kingdom. So verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Now, let me tell you something about how this Bible is written, okay? It is Holy Spirit breathed on, humans wrote it. So, I pay very close attention to how something is paired. Nothing is coincidental. It's not, oh, you know what? That's kind of odd that it, no, we need to pay attention. And this is in a New Living Translation. Notice how patient is paired with kindness, Love is patient and kind because we know there's some people that can be very patient and be very absent, be very cold. (laughs) Patient looks a lot like, okay, are you stonewalling me? Because I don't, I don't feel that. I don't feel that warmth from you. That's why the Bible says love is patient and kind. So while you're showing your patience towards someone, make sure that you're also showing kindness. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love is not jealous. That that word made me want to go ahead and look it up. Because 
I think we have a different idea of what jealousy is. And it can't be a bad thing if the Bible has told me that God is a jealous God. So I think that we believe jealousy means I want what somebody else has. That's incorrect. According to the good bishop, New Oxford American Dictionary, jealousy means feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages, right? I believe that's what we thought jealousy is. That, that's a worldly sense of jealousy. But if the Bible tells me that God is a jealous God, I am more than certain that it does not mean that God is jealous of somebody else's achievements. <laughs> that's ridiculous. If I may, I believe the godly sense of jealousy is I don't want anyone having what is rightfully mine. Because when he used that sentence, he said, let there be no other gods before before me, for I am a jealous God. So he's saying, yo, I'm first, foremost, I'm zero zing got no higher. And I don't want you to put anyone before me because you guys are rightfully mine. I created y'all. So it is no such thing as someone's spouse walking out on them and then them, them getting jealous. No, no, no. No one else achieved nothing. You're looking like, no, no, you are rightfully my partner. And I don't want no one else having what is rightfully mine. So it is not jealous in this worldly sense where you're looking at someone else and you're like, mm, oh, man, you got you got a promotion. I wanted a promotion. Oh, your hair is growing. I wanted my hair to grow. Oh, that's your body shape. I wanted my body. Yeah, love is not that. And it's not boastful. It's not proud and it's not rude. We already know what that means. You already, let me tell you what my boyfriend did to me today. Let me, and, and what, we, what we call it now is stunting for the gram. So this was new right now translation. It would say love is not stunting for the gram. Okay. Continuing on. It does not demand its own way. Now, you remember when we were talking about Kanye and Kim real quick, when they were having that kind of debate low key about her wearing a tank top and he let her know, listen, when you dress sexy, it affects me because you are my wife. I don't feel like when he made that statement, it was demanding his own way. I feel like this the way that this is worded in the bible it does not demand its own way meaning it's my way or the highway which is a lot of reason why relationships dissolve that's why compromise is so important compromise is the way to make sure that things don't just unravel you see what i'm saying with that next sentence it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. OM Jizzle. We need a 15 year course on this one. Because we are king and queens of irritated, right? We low key let things happen and we like, mm, if that happens one more time, I'm going to lose it. Whatever it may be, but we finna lose it, right? And it keeps no record of wrongdoing. Ladies, raise your hand. I'm raising my, nope, come, don't let me just have mine by itself. Raise your hand. We store information in a mental safety 
that is um, explosion proof, fireproof, waterproof, am amnesia proof, dementia proof. Like it is so, bruh, I will pull out from somewhere that you like, where did you, where did, they didn't need computers. They just should have had women. <laughs> like, hey, real quick, what happened in 1812? Oh, you mean that time that, and she'll be able to just rat tat 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 come at it with you. All you needed was to hire some great women. You ain't need computers. We got you. Ladies, the quickest way to get over something is to understand that you're not, you're not expressing love. Because love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. But I also want to give you the flip side to this. If you are keeping a record of wrongdoing, that means that you probably have been wrong so many different times that you need time to heal. Please hear me when I say this. It is easier to get over that someone made a mistake than feeling like you made a mistake giving your heart to someone. I want you to hear me. One of the most beautiful things I ever heard told was Erica Campbell, the, 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 um, one of the members from Mary Mary, the gospel group, right? They were talking to her about her husband's infidelity and in the past and how she was able to get over it. And she said something that was so profound to me. She said, I had to ask myself, did he make a mistake or is he a mistake? And that's what God had to help her with in that time. That's not saying for, for your situation. You give someone ample room to say, okay, you know what? Like the Bible says, turn from your wicked ways and repent. You are able to see if someone repented by their actions going forward. You are able to see if someone has turned from their ways when their behavior looks polar opposite from that. So someone cannot say, sorry, it was a mistake, my bad. And the next, and then two Saturdays from now, you're making the same mistake. No, 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 you're not making a mistake. You are actually trying to see how many mistakes you can make before I get up out of here and either you have already sir have in your mind that she's not going nowhere and that a quick I'm sorry kiss you do do some kind of tangible something is going to keep her hush or you've already decided there's nothing she can ever do because I'm not going to change for her don't get it twisted men change they just change for who they see value in trust and believe I have seen and, and saw people have just 180 and it was like, what happened? Like, she's the one like, oh, that's going to hurt such and such a feelings that spent five, 10 years with you. And you met somebody in uh, eight months and you like, nope, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and hang the jersey up. Like, I'm not a player no more. Like, wow. Okay. So let's keep going. Verse six. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices when the truth wins out. That looks a lot like you're not, and I want to just expand that out of relationship. If someone has done something to you, you're not in the background like, <laughs> good for you, as much as we want to, right? Let vengeance be the Lord's. You don't have to do none of that. Really and truly, you need to carry out a heart that says, listen, if something foul happens to someone, I mean, you know, we have that saying, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Well, you shouldn't be wishing anything on anybody. Let's just go ahead and do that first. Get that out the air. Hmm. Okay. Um, secondly, you need to have a heart, heart posture that says, I don't care who it is. I want to see everybody win. You see where I'm going with that? 
And when you have that heart posture, love is able to flourish all through you. It's amazing. Verse 7, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Let me explain something to you about that verse right there. You ever seen someone really trying a relationship, really try to hold it together, and you look at them and you're like, you are so stupid. What are you doing? Why won't you just leave her? Why won't you just get up and tell him it's, it's, I'm done? Why won't you just? And that's because you are witnessing love carried out in this most platonic, pure state, but it's just being carried out with the wrong person. You have seen love carried out. You have also seen that nine times out of 10, when someone's carrying it out to that capacity, it's not being reciprocated. Truly and truly, that whole thing about you being stupid for someone should have never even been invented. It should have never even been a thing. Because I feel like what was stupid in one relationship was actually the purest form of love illustrated in the right relationship. Imagine being in a relationship where that's reciprocated. I'm never giving up on you. I will never lose faith in this relationship. I will always remain hopeful. I will endure anything. I don't care if we in a mansion and we got to go ahead and get reduced down to just renting a room. I don't care if we were making this amount a year and now we got to go ahead and start from scratch. I don't care what it is. But when I say that I'm getting in this car and I'm going to be a passenger of your life with you, that means that I don't care what the weather is. I don't care what happens to this car. I don't care what happens externally. I'm not getting out. Imagine being in a relationship where you knew I can count on you. And I think that's the very reason why God said, I am love. Because he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you. He will always love you. He doesn't want you to be alone. As a matter of fact, while he's watching you on the throne, he has angels encamped around you. As a matter of fact, while the angels are encamped around you, he said, you know what? Let me go send my Holy Spirit to go ahead and live inside of you. And you know what? In order to make that happen, I'm going to sacrifice out of what I only have. I only have one. So I'm going to let my one and only son come down, sacrifice himself for you just so that you can be in camped around safety around love around support you will never feel alone not on my watch and I hope you hope you heard that Alanya real quick Miss Van Zandt not on God's watch imagine if we gave someone that we said we love a slither of that that I don't care what it feels like at work. When you come home, you got me. I don't care what they make you feel like when you, you know, you, you a black man and you being pulled over. You feel like you, you can't even depend on the fact that if you get in your car, and you, can, you, you are going to come back home. You're actually a little afraid of that. But when you come home, it ain't no fear. You're not going to have no fear of whether or not your person is stepping out. If you can trust your heart. You're going to be, you can't be in survival mode in the world and then be in survival mode in your heart and then survival mode in your relationship. That is going to make the average person unravel. It's not humanly possible to stay in survival mode. You're going to make us go to caveman activities. Are you flowing with me? Do you see what I'm saying? 
go back to realizing what true love is. Go back to identifying, is it being reciprocated? Because remember, like I always said, you are not falling in love with a person. You are falling in love with a character. A person's personality and their likes and dislikes may alter slightly, but character doesn't. If you a stand-up person, you a stand-up person. If you a coward, you 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 pretty much that's who you are. Unless something traumatic or dramatic happens, then the coward turns into the person that is brave. But if you're brave, you are brave. It's very rare that you would turn cowardly. You have to understand the character of the person that you are pairing with. Like, I need you to truly understand that. Stop hopping into anyone's car called life and then realizing a couple of miles down the road, what did I do? It stinks in here. There's no leg room. It doesn't have no AC. It doesn't have, and then you're realizing all that it didn't have, but you didn't get a good assessment of what you was getting ready to pair with. You see what I'm saying? I need for us to steal back love from the world. What they created for love to be, that's not it. That's not it. It's not a feeling only. It's not, oh, love is an action word. It's a character. It's a posture. It's a mindset. Win, lose, or draw. Bro, I'm not going nowhere. It will have to be something extremely outrageous. And then even then, as we make adjustments to get back on track or find the track to get back on, I'm not going anywhere. Why? Because I gave you my word and my posture says I'm staying. And my mindset says, let's go ahead and gather some sustainability. Because at this point, we're not quitting on something that we gave our commitment to. And that's half the problem right there. We are not used to keeping commitment. We make doctor's appointments, but if you don't feel like going today, you cancel it. You go ahead and say, okay, I'll take this job, but depending on the weather or how you feel for the day, nope, you're taking off for the day. You say, tell someone, you know what, you can count on me, I'm going to be at your party, but you go ahead and call them back last minute and say, hey, listen, sorry, um, something came up and I'm not going. We have diluted commitment on such a simplistic minuscule level that we can't possibly think that we can keep it on a bigger level. You haven't exercised it on other levels. When you start exercising something, you built the muscle for it. Where is your muscle of commitment being built? Somebody say something you don't like, you cut them off immediately. Okay, so why did you think that you was going to have conflict resolution anywhere else? Your conflict resolution, ma'am, sir, is cut off. That's how you communicate what you don't like. What he say? What she say? Oh, I'm done. (laughs) Blockity block, 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 and you're done. Let us get back to a place that we go back and we even cross-examine where we are weak in. Go back to 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7, and read it and go, okay, love is patient, love is kind. Am I patient? Matter of fact, can I say that when I'm patient, I'm also kind? Okay, so I need to go ahead and start reading up on whatever it is that I'm lacking in. So the next sentence says, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Do I have an issue with being rude? 
And I'm walking you through this because this is actually the very same process that I went in before I met my husband. I said, instead of me praying for this extraordinary man who's going to be everything that's awesome, I heard this one statement from Andy Stanley. He's a pastor, and it blew my mind. He said, are you the person that you're looking for, would be looking for? And I was like, I know who I'm looking for. But essentially what he was saying is, um, in your current state with the husband you're praying for, would he want? Would he be praying for you as you are right now? And I was like, ooh. And I immediately pulled up this very verse. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 4 through 7. And everything that I felt like I was a little unshaky on, I, I just be, made it a prayer. And I did my homework on it. It was like, okay, God, I got a little bit of rudeness. I ain't even going to hold you because I'm from New York. I'm not going to make no more excuses and say, this is just, well, I'm from New York. What you expect? No, I got to, at some point, I got to put the Tims down. I have to put the construction Tims down. I have to. I don't want to. But, you know, I, I won't throw them out because I'm probably going to need some of that sass. But I'm probably going to put them in the back of my closet. I don't think that could be the forefront of how I'm going to attract my, my husband. And I just went through. And I was just having a very unveiled moment with God I am irritable God and it clearly says right here love is it is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong do you want to know the truth if I can be unveiled with you right now on this phone call that was my biggest issue keeping a record of being wronged and if I'm honest with you I think it came from it derived from the fact that I would I had a very traumatic childhood and I had a very unfair 20s I would just call that segment, that era. I had people do a lot of mean, selfish, and just outright unkind things to me. And because I am so big-hearted and so sensitive, the only way for me to remember that I can no longer be close to that person was I had to remember the hurt. But unfortunately, I had I was also doing a disservice to myself at that time because I was also remembering the pain. And so it kept me trapped. And so whenever it was a, yo, you got an attitude problem. Oh, you want to know why I had an attitude? Because three years you did. And I will pull up stuff. And I actually had someone say to me, How, you still remember that? Like, bro, the only time I remember stuff is because when you bring it up. And I was like, yeah, because I'm not stupid. I thought that there was power in remembering what someone did to you. When in reality, as I grew, I, w I learned that there is power adjusting someone's access to you. Because essentially, it's like this. If you give the keys to your car to someone, and they bring your, your car back banged up, and you're like, what happened? And it's like, oh, I tried to park near a fire hydrant, but then I made a left turn too bad. And then, and, and so I made it too sharp, and then I clipped another car. And, then, and they're explaining all the wrong that they did. How you handle that is, oh, okay, you take back your keys and you say, the only time that you're back in my car is if you're in the passenger seat or in the back seat. No more times will you be in the driver's side because you have shown me with your actions that um, I promoted you too quickly to the driver's seat. And with that example is how you should be treating your heart. When you let someone close to you and they hurt you, you say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I brought you to the four chambers too quick. Like you got past the rib cage way too fast. I apologize. If I see some value in you, I will still associate with you. 
But until I see that there's um, a new sense or an awareness of your recklessness, you can't be in my four chambers. I'm sorry. You see, you see what I'm saying? Love is so beautiful. Having come from the side of feeling like I got the short end of the stick in several instances where someone threw out the term, I love you, and actually being on the side where I actually do feel and experience the godly form of, wow, that is love. I want everyone to experience this, but you first have to make sure that you know how to receive it by looking at this chapter and seeing where do I fall short, not only in how I show people love, but on how I received it. So for me, I wasn't able to receive love in its full capacity because I was too busy remembering all the things you did wrong. And that may not be your story, but I think that that's a great start on changing the narrative to this worldly idea of love. Let's go back to the biblical sense of how it was originated. Okay. Listen, this topic is near and dear to my heart. I could talk to you about this for another 96 minutes, but I already know we have lives and, you know, I got to go ahead and eat the rest of my Kit Kat because that was delicious. Um, No, it's not melted because I put it in the refrigerator first because that's how I like to eat mine. Please don't judge. Okay. Because we're friends and that's the way I like it. Okay, great. But I feel like you got what you needed. My challenge to you is to actually go back to that verse. 1 Corinthians 13, chapters 4 through 7, and just do that analyzing. And I promise you, God will open your eyes because the Bible is a living word. So that means that no matter when you hear this, no matter when you finally get the courage to open up the Bible and say, okay, let me just go through it, that it will still be alive, active, and it will be transformed. You will see your life transformed. I promise you. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Ooh, we talked for a long time. I'm so glad you got mobile to mobile, but I'm about to here. Go read your Bible. Go do it now. Don't do it later. It's not a candy. Okay. All right. <laughs> Talk to you later. Later.